Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer, Philadelphia Daily News, and Philly.com. Here with Zach Berman. Zach, you're from all three of those uh, outlets as well. Proudly. So, <laughs> so yes. I don't need to repeat it as well. Uh, we haven't spoke to everyone here in a while, but the Eagles are back in training camp, and we're four days into this thing, and a lot has happened, the most important of which is Carson Wentz is practicing um, probably a little more than I thought he would at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, we're here on Sunday, and on the fourth day, they scaled him back a little bit. But on Saturday, he pretty much did everything that every other quarterback did. And, Zach, what do you think? Game one, September 6th, will Carson Wentz be we, uh, in uniform under center first snap? So we're getting right into it then. We're, we're, we're not messing around. No, yet. I mean, oh, why yeah. not? Yeah, uh, yes. I, I mean, that's what the fans yeah. want to know, right? Is yeah. Carson Wentz going to be ready that's, September 6th? That's the question. And I've said yes. I, I, I thought it before camp, and I think it even more now. Um, that's not a medical diagnosis. That's just based on on the naked eye, what you're seeing. And and Doug Peterson was asked uh, today something that we've said before and something that has been written, which is if you didn't know the injury before you got there, would you know he was hurt? And Doug agreed that you would not know he's hurt. That doesn't qualify as, as medical clearance, but that just shows you the way Carson looks right now. Yeah, I mean, just to give a few examples. So on Saturday, he participated in the first his first 11-11 drills – in pads in which the players have, um, you know, a limited amount of contact. They call it thud contact where they can kind of bump into each other. They aren't tackling to the ground. I'll say real quick, there's going to be tackling to the ground on Tuesday. Tuesday, but right. But it, it won't be quarterbacks. Obviously. Typically it's the yeah. first uh, practice after the Doug gives them a day off and they'll be off on Monday. And there were a few times when like Carson had to uh, evade a pass rusher and he was able to cut. Uh, accelerate outside easily, uh, running away from the defender, throwing downfield. Um, one time, naked bootleg was able to make that make that look uh, look effort effortless. Um, and then the throws, for the most part, were there. I mean, I think he's. If anything, he looks like a better thrower to me than he did last year. Last year, there was still a little bit of that wobble. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ball's just coming out clean for the most part. Um, he's always had the arm strong, strength. Uh, he's always had that velocity. But to me, you know, when you look even from the waist up, I think he's better. The question, obviously, is how will that knee respond? And then on Sunday, they did dial him back, uh, dial him back a little bit. He didn't do pretty much any team drills. Did he do any? I don't think he did any team drills. Um, and I and I think that was just being precautious. I mean, they have a plan, as Doug said. Uh, you were there for that part of the a press plan conference. by the week, not by the day. So that so <clears throat> he said everything that's been happening is kind of falling into. In the place, I, I asked, how is he responding to the increased workload? And, and, and Doug said, everything's gone exactly as planned. And so they map out their week, what he's going to do. And I guess what he did was exactly what they expected. Right. And he's not um, – so in the spring, so there would be periods where Carson would run to a separate field and he'd go through, like, workouts with a trainer. Yeah, that's not he's not even doing that here anymore. Um, so I guess in their mind, uh, at least from the doctors – and again, we, we don't get the medical staff and, and obviously – I'm not a doctor myself, but they're not having him during practice do the type of work that's necessary in terms of strengthening those ligaments. Yeah. Um, I guess they just feel like this is at this point a natural um, progression in terms of, I mean, I'm sure he's doing stuff away from the field, obviously for that knee, he's getting treatment immediately after practice. But I mean, remember when we saw Sam Bradford coming off his... He wouldn't move. He was a statue. He was a statue. Yeah. And that occurred... 
a year before. Carson's yeah. is only nine months. Now that was eight back months, to back only eight months. Still, yeah, yeah, right. And we do have to call, yeah, make that point. Carson's still only eight months, yeah. less than eight months removed yeah. from his torn knee ligament. So uh, it, it's a little bit, I mean, I hate to say remarkable, um, but it, it's certainly surprising to me. And, you know, as I, I agree with you, I think barring some sort of setback, and unless I'm missing something, I expect him to be starting on day one. And, uh, I mean, I, I know it's premature to say this, but I always said you're not going to get the Carson Wentz from October right away. He's going to be rusty. This is a good He's question. Take yeah, you're bringing up a good point here. I, I'm not sure I, I, I would say that. I, I think the only question now really is the stability of the knee. Can he take a hit? You know, all those things that the doctors will answer. But I'm of the opinion, based on watching him in practice, that if he goes out there week one, he'll he'll look like Carson Wentz. He, he might not have have the you know the momentum that, that that you have when you've played a few weeks in a row in October. Right. But I don't think you're going to have all this rust. No, and and the question, the big question, I thought one of the big questions in the offseason was like, will Carson learn to kind of dial back some of his aggressive instincts? And you know, watching me out there, I'm thinking, well, I don't think it's going to be as drastic uh, as possibly it would have been. Um, as you mentioned, like being kind of like a Sam Bradford statuesque type of quarterback. I don't think it's going to be that. I do think Doug Peterson and the other coaches are going to sit down with Carson and be like, hey, this is within the best interest of the team. In certain circumstances, we don't need you doing this or doing that. Yeah. Get out of bounds. Get down. Uh, don't be diving forward like you did before. I mean, we saw on Saturday there was a moment when he almost got sandwiched in between two defensive uh, linemen, and there was like a hush from, from the crowd. And But, I mean, if, if uh, I think it was Elijah Qualls, if he had, you know, kind of – Rushed into him in the back. It would have been in the back of his leg, and who knows what happens there. So you, you, you don't want to put him in situations where there's going to be that kind of contact on that knee. Um, certainly, I think by the time he does start playing, it should be strong enough to withstand something like that. But uh, you never know, and he's going to have to obviously do something differently. I think with the way way he plays. Certainly, when um, you know it breaks down, or he's got to evade a defender or have to do something with his legs. What's that mean for Nick Foles then? You, you know, I mean, it's it's a question that it's obviously a big talking point, and we know Carson's the quarterback when he's healthy. But it's interesting watching practice. They're in the mode of trying to get both these guys prepared. I mean, Nick's taking a lot of first-team snaps. Right, he still is. Well, I guess in preparation for the first two or three preseason games. And, I mean, Here's my question to you. Are these going to be showcase games for, for Nick Foles? Are they going to – Are they going to? I mean, yeah, that's a good can we rule out a trade? Well, I think we can rule out I, – I, I shouldn't say ruling out. I don't think a team's going to match the Eagles' price. I think what happened in 2016 – What if Sudfeld – Sudfeld's look pretty good. What if Sudfeld goes out there and lights it up, lights it up in the preseason? What's a team going to give you? I, I think Howie would want a first-round pick, and I think – I don't think that's happening. I don't think this is 2016. Well, they, could, they could lose him. They could, he could walk for nothing next offseason. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I mean, I, I said back in March they should have traded him. Um, if you're making the argument – if. The the price I said in March was a second round pick. If you can get a second rounder for you, I would take it. I still say that. I don't think Howie feels that way. I think Howie would need a first round pick, maybe well, yeah, more than one. He's not getting pick. a first rounder. I, no. I don't know. If, I think Howie would take a second rounder. Are you kidding me? You don't think Howie? Because everyone the around the league knows second second round is a lot for for Nick Foles. But you don't point. think Howie would want the Bradford deal? You don't think as as a no player? no. Okay. Okay. Well, well that's just what the, those circumstances. That's what what we were hearing back in. Right, but March. Do, I mean, again, yeah. something would have to happen of the magnitude of Teddy Bridgewater or yeah. a quarterback of his, you know, of his, you know, that that was, you know, 
equal to Bridgewater in terms of being a starting quarterback for a team that felt yeah. like it was going to have a chance to, to do something in the playoffs in the postseason. Something like that would have to happen. Or let's say something happens with the Eagles in terms of a significant starter going down and, and yeah, you and need you to need replace him. So That's a good point too. we can't rule anything out, I think, in terms of Nick. And, and the, I guess the, the better that Carson looks and the healthier he looks and the more that he does, you got to think how he's on the phones – or like people calling Howie. Yeah. Mean, what teams? What teams would be? Well, that's it, uh, it's, let's, let's it's a different market. A it's a different marketplace now than it was then. I mean, Buffalo's the team that has the worst quarterback situation, but I don't think they're going to do it. They have Josh Allen, who right. they took in the first round right. and traded up for, and then they have AJ McCarron, who's kind of that veteran placeholder. Um, you know, Miami has Ryan Tannehill coming back from injury. Uh, they're they're counting on on Tannehill, so maybe if there's a re-injury, but. You know, I, There's got to be a team that they're willing to give up a, a decent amount for yeah. them. They need to have a quarterback for this season and beyond. I mean, the... Who wants a quarterback for this season and beyond? I mean, there aren't many of them. No, the, a lot of those teams drafted yeah. quarterbacks. The, the, Hi. The question that that I heard during the offseason was when Jameis Winston's suspension came with Tampa Bay go after him. That's only three-game suspension. I still think Tampa Bay's committed to right. Jameis long-term. Although so, I don't know I'd be. So I, I don't know who out there... Would would make that type of trade? It, it would need to be an injury to uh, to a prominent starting quarterback, and that team doesn't have the backup that they need. Okay, let's talk about some of the other injured players. Jason Peters is looks looks like Jason Peters. I mean, he's not doing everything, but that he hasn't done everything yeah. um, the last several camps anyway because he's he's what thirty six years old at this point. But he looks fine. Darren Sproles looks as fast as yes. he's ever. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's missed a step. I want his body. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, that think, guy's I don't know how that happens. Uh, Jordan Hicks doing he's everything. Out there. Yep. He's out there doing everything. Um, and Jordan said this was kind of the plan all along. Right. You know, and, and Jim Schwartz even said they held him back during the spring, but he probably could have been out there. Right. And there have been no significant injuries thus far, but uh-huh. there are still guys that aren't out there and they're not going to be out there for a while. Brandon Graham coming off the ankle surgery, Alshon Jeffrey coming off the shoulder surgery, and you have some uh, update on Tim Jernigan uh, after Doug's yeah, press it's, conference. It's the, that's kind of the ambiguous injury here. We, we know Brandon Graham and Alshon Jeffrey are going to be back eventually. We, we see them on, on the field, on the sideline during practice. Tim Jernigan, he's not out there on the field. He's the only injured guy who's not out there. And Doug said that they – want to keep him out of harm's way. Doug mentioned the neck injury with him. And I asked Peterson, do you still, is, is he still in the plans this year? Are you expecting him this year? And Doug said, I think so. Doug didn't like dismiss the question like, where is this coming from? Doug said, I think so, uh, which I don't want to parse words, but it shows you there's, there's more to this Tim Jernigan injury than, than – what you have with Brandon Graham and with Alshon Jeffrey. So if Tim Jernigan's not ready by the first game, what do you have? I mean, do you feel comfortable with Destiny Vayu or maybe Haloti? Yeah, I, I think it'd be Haloti Nada and a little bit of Destiny. Right now it's been Destiny with the first team yeah. opposite Fletcher Cox, and you have Haloti, but... And you have Michael Bennett, you can bounce inside. Right, and you have BG, you can bounce inside. Yeah. So uh, if, if if he's ready. But it would probably be, if, if you don't want to use a, a roster spot on Jernigan yet, you put him on on pup or N five for 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 six weeks, and uh, and that's that's six weeks you don't have him. So right. you need a plan, not just short term, but for you know almost half the season. Right, and not as what thirty four. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you know you need yeah. more than two defensive tackles. I mean, Bo Allen left. 
That on Destiny, typically going four. Yeah, the, Destiny's a nah. He's in his third year. They've invested in him, but he's never been a top of the rotation guy. And then Elijah Qualls is someone they drafted right. last year. But again, that's it's it's a position where it's it's a question if you can't count on Jernigan. It's a question if if you can. I think you can get by for a few weeks with what they have with moving Bennett and Graham inside when you need to. I think if it's longer term, it's more of a question mark. And Doug was asked today about players who stood out, and he mentioned two defensive tackles, but he didn't mention Elijah Qualls. No, he, he mentioned, mentioned Destiny. Destiny yeah. and Aziz. Yeah. Is it shit too? Spelled that way. I think yeah. the Eagles yeah. pronounce it differently. I think it's like sheet too or something like that. It's S-H-I-T-T-U, though. I know. I wish it was shit too. And I he's hope junior it now. Shit too. He, 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 there's a junior on the back of his jersey as well. Yeah. But they haven't done anything else in terms of like – so if no. if Wait, Doug's really panicked about Tim Jernigan, wouldn't they have gone out and signed someone a little more? Oh, no, we got time here, but – One would think. Yeah. Yeah, well, so interesting. Uh, Chris Maragos is still not out there. Um, so they're the, they're the four guys that opened the season on Pup. Let's talk really briefly here and, about – And Bryce Drake. And Bryce Strikes. Don't forget about that Bryce Strikes. That public Strikes. figure, Bryce Strikes. Right, yeah. Bryce Strikes. Well, yes. Bryce has a high opinion of himself. I'm not sure if the Eagles agree. But uh, let's talk a little bit. There's not many camp battles. I mean, this, that tells you that, that happens when you have a team coming off a Super Bowl. Um, I mean, again, I was just saying this to someone else. I remember when I first started covering the Eagles in you know, 2009 and in some of the years after that, there was always like two or three good competitions for a significant starting spot. The best we can do in this camp is the weak side linebacker spot. And really the slot cornerback yeah. is more important because they'll play more than the weak mm-hmm. side guy. Not technically a starter, but for all intents and purposes, a starter. Uh, and then we have stuff like the third safety, the fourth running back. Mm-hmm. But uh, let, let's look at the will spot, um, yeah. specifically in the, in the slot spot. Um, Corey Nelson, Nate Gary, and Camus Grugier-Hill seem to be the three guys that it's, are vying for that spot. There hasn't been as much Corey as I expected. I, I thought it was going to be more Corey Nelson. Yeah. Uh, we've seen a lot of Camus in there, um, in, especially in the first two days. And, he, and here's why I think. I mean, he's a converted safety. Mm-hmm. You're just seeing more converted safeties yeah. play linebacker, and I think the Eagles will want to have some flexibility. And he's been here for two seasons. Yeah, he's not so. a bad player. No. But he's never really played much on defense. No, he's he's always a been a special team teams guy. guy. Yeah. So that could be a lot to ask of him. Uh, Nelson, I think, is a natural position for him. He, I still he's think it's pretty good. Nelson. I still think that's what it's going to be. Well, they, you know, they signed him in the offseason. Yeah. I mean, Camus, you still have in the roster because he, he can do the special team stuff. And, and Nick Gary, same Gary thing. same thing. Another converted safety. Yeah, looks yeah exactly. Another converted safety, although he's added a lot more weight than Camus yeah. Hill. He looks almost like a linebacker, sure. a traditional linebacker at this Which point. Which was the plan, yeah. Yeah. Who, so you think it's Nelson? I think it's going to be Corey Nelson. But, I mean, it, I, I expected to see him more. It could just be a transition process where they're going with the guys they know more now. But I, I think come week three of the preseason, it's Corey Nelson. Could it be what we saw a little bit of yesterday? Joe Walker, middle linebacker, and Hicks at weak, and Nigel Bryan is strong. I wouldn't do that. No, I, I'd, I'd rather have Corey Nelson on the field than Joe Walker. Zach, not a fan <laughs> of Joe Walker. No, I, I, I actually <laughs> I lost our 53-man competition last year because I didn't have Joe Walker making the team, and you did. I didn't win either. No, but, but you were tied for first. Oh, right, yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah, were tied for I first. I lost the uh, practice squad. The practice squad, squad. But, but you were tied for first. And right. I won the year before. I was, I was one back because uh, I didn't Joe have Joe Walker. Walker. Yeah. Um, slot cornerback, this is a little more interesting. Right now, Sidney Jones and Devontae Bowsby are flip-flopping who's mm-hmm. in there with the first team these first four days. Uh, I don't think it's going to be really either of them, yeah. <laughs> to be frank. Uh, you agree with me. Um, 
I guess give a little more in, uh, intel on what was happening at, at that position. Yeah, so I, I think what they're going to decide to do is put their three best cornerbacks on the field. That's Jalen Mills, Ronald Darby, and Sidney Jones. I think Sidney Jones is better suited to play the outside, even though he's in the slot now. I think Jalen Mills is a player who has slot experience and is someone the Eagles trust with the defense. Um, is is, is just he's a, he's a reliable player. He's not a, t- a top of the league cornerback, but he's a reliable player. I think Jalen Mills plays on the outside and base. But they're in nickel most of the time, and I think he plays the slot in nickel. What happens when they go, and I think this will happen, when they go Malcolm in the slot and have three safeties? Yeah, that's a good question. And they did that. I mean, uh, when Corey Graham was on the team, he played 60% of the snaps in the postseason. I, I think that's a, a look the Eagles like is that three safety look. Um, right now it's Trey Sullivan who uh, – No, but what happens to the flashes. cornerback spot? Oh, I thought you meant what, who, who's that third safety. Right, I mean, okay. but do you keep Cindy Jones off the field? Early on, I do, but eventually you're going to have to put him out there. I think he's, I I think think he's, he's going to be the best cornerback. Yeah, we all I agree. agree. Yeah, um, so, but I think early on, Darby and Mills started the Super Bowl for you. Um, Darby's a player who, I still think Darby's got a lot of talent. I, I'm, I'm not he's selling, just so inconsistent. I'm not selling my Darby stock. One, one game he looks great, the next game he, he looks... Like he's lost. Yeah, but Jalen is what he is. Jalen's yeah. a nice, serviceable cornerback, yeah. but he's going to give up. He's going to give up stuff. I just think Darby. He he did not have the off season with the team. He came week two of the preseason last year. He missed ten weeks of the regular season with an injury. Um, I think he's someone who, having a full off season with the team, being healthy. There's a lot of talent there. I'm I'm not selling on Ronald Darby. Okay, it's a good problem to have, yeah. obviously, for the Eagles. They've they've never had three cornerback top cornerbacks as talented. What about the not, first year on the beat when ever. it was Asante, DRC, and and uh, well, that was now that was and your, first, your first year in the beat, yeah, and and, and, and Namdi, yeah, yeah. Well, no, because Namdi wasn't good. Namdi was actually DRC was that's playing true. out of position. He was playing the slot. That's true. Talent wise, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but like I mean, yeah. Um. All right, well, that, I guess that – what we got here? I thought it was more than 18 minutes. We're at 18 minutes, 15 seconds. That's it? I thought we were talking more than that. It looked like 19 the first time. <laughs> um, third safety we talked about. Oh, you know what? Here's a, here's a competition we could talk about. Punter? Punter. <laughs> and there's not even a competition. It's him versus the rest of the league right now. Right. Or, or maybe or him versus imaginary, Donald the, yeah. the imaginary starter. I mean, yeah. he's, he's struggled, to, I think, Johnson. since yeah. the spring. Um, inconsistent. You know, he'll boom one every now and then, but a lot of them are just all over the place. And you did, you talked Dave Fipp in the spring. I didn't about getting someone else here in camp, yeah. and his response was he said that there's more competition when someone else isn't here because when when there's two people here, you can see how your direct competition's doing. He said the Eagles are looking at the rest of the league throughout the year, especially in the preseason. So when the, so he's he's really competing against every possible punter. That's a. I understand what Phipps saying. I think when you have someone under contract, it's it's more realistic that player can make the team. Um, now there's always the possibility that they can call Donnie Jones up and they say, "Donnie, come back." You know, Donnie can hold for Jake Elliott. You know, he can punt. But there's the matter of the salary, and I don't think the Eagles want to pay their punter what the veteran minimum for Donnie Jones would be. Uh, here's what I say: Don't screw around. <laughs> Right. Is he going to punt this year? This Doug? is a Super Bowl no. Carvel team. You have a chance yeah. to win two in a row. Yeah. Don't mess around with the punter position. Give Donnie a call. Get him back on the roster. And the holding position too, because Jake. I mean, right. You know, the season's Johnson's different. Johnson's been doing that now. Yeah, and 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 what 
I heard and, and what Dave Phipps said was that they didn't um, totally like Johnson as a holder last year. He's improved that this year. Uh, he, he's better as a holder. But, I mean, how much different is their season last year if there's a bad hold uh, in week three against the Giants and Jake Elliott doesn't make that field goal? Right. You know, and, and you go on down the list. So I, I think reliable holding is very important as well. Well, I think they're going to wait until a couple games are played, and then they're probably going to wait after that. If they, if they have no intent – if they know – uh, intention of bringing back Donnie Jones, and they'll wait to see what what shakes out as we get closer to cut down day, and see if they can get someone else in here. So you don't think it's going to be Cameron Johnson? Obviously. I do not think it's going to be Cameron okay. Johnson. How about you? I need to see him in preseason game, but the early the first four days have not been a good sign. No, the spring wasn't good either. No, but it, no, he can boom it. That's the thing when when he connects. I mean that he can. that, that not that like Donnie booms. though. He's he's got a big leg. Cameron he does, Johnson. but he doesn't have. But Donnie's, Donnie's, he just doesn't have the consistency. Well, but he, he doesn't have a big leg as Donnie does. Okay. okay. You really don't. You don't. Play. I mean, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm not going to take anything away from Donnie Jones. Donnie's yeah. Donnie's a very good punter. Uh, we'll wrap up with a couple of the kind of deep roster spots. Fourth running back. I'm going Matt Jones right now. Well, I'm going Donnell Pumphrey. No one has stood out. Yeah. Well, I I think Pumphrey's looked better than he did last summer though. Okay. But Pumphrey looked real bad in games. We got we, we didn't see him in preseason games. Um, Matt Jones is is someone who uh, I would take Matt Jones over Smallwood. I take him over Josh Adams. The question is, do they keep four or five there? We don't know much about Josh Adams yet. I mean, yeah. he, he's he didn't play at all in the spring because of foot injury, and he's been limited seen, early on. Mike yeah. Rowe even said, "I can't really answer that question yet because." You know, he's been kind of limited. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, the running back position, we got to see when they start hitting, when they start tackling live periods uh, starting Tuesday, and when they start playing preseason games. Don't rule out Wendell Smallwood. All right, you're still riding that train? No, I don't know. Probably yeah. not. I just think it's going to be yeah. like, you know, by default, this person gets chosen. Wide receiver position, do you keep five or six? And if you're keeping five, who gets well, I'm keeping cut? Shelton Gibson, so the question really? is... Really? He yeah. hasn't looked good, I think, at camp. Everyone's making a big de- bigger deal about how he's... A big deal about how he's playing better this year versus last year, which is, I guess, true. To me, it's just extremely marginal. He's still bobbling yeah. balls. He can still play on special balls. teams. Well, that's, that's yeah. the reason why I think he's still probably yeah. on the roster, and, he, and he's a draft pick. Um, because, but, but then after I take that, one, but if it's five, I would take Marcus Wheaton. Over. So I was going to ask you, Marcus Wheaton and Kamar Aiken are, are two players. Aiken, who, Aiken's not good. So you, so you're not in on Aiken. You're no. in on Wheaton though. I am in on Wheaton. I, I, I liked Wheaton when he was in Pittsburgh. Um, now Chicago last year was a down year, but he, he does have talent. So maybe they keep, so you think they keep six? I don't know. I think, I mean, they're, they're not going to keep five running backs and, and six receivers. No. So the question is, do they go heavier at running back or heavier at receiver? Or heavier tight end. Or have, so you think they can keep four tight ends? Oh, I don't know. Josh Perkins is he good? There's Perkins, there's Billy, Billy Brown, Brown, and there's Adam Zaruba. Yeah. Well, Zaruba's not going to be. <laughs> so, so you're you're selling your Zaruba stock. Yeah. And uh, all right, and and so Perkins is a, um, Perkins has played in this league. He's, he's he's a good athlete. Billy Brown is someone they invested on in the practice squad last year. Here's the other question: Do they go heavier on the offensive line? And they. I mean, Matt Pryor is someone who I think is in their yes, plans. Yes, no um, doubt. From what I've seen from Matt Pryor so far, he's – if they only keep eight, Matt Pryor's yeah. on the roster. Over Chance. Yeah, I would. Or over Isaac. Well, because he's got more versatility. Over, over both of them. Over both of them. <laughs> Isaac Samalo is not having a very good third. 
Well, I mean, it's funny. My, uh, Mike Crow's response when I asked about Isaiah Milo was talking about how he's like, you know, a jack of all trades. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's just, a, you know, it's another way of saying he's a master of nothing. <laughs> but he's like, he's got value. Well, yeah, he's got value for the rest of the league, possibly. So they're going to try and deal him, I think, at some point. But I don't know what you. I don't know. I don't think we can get returned from. Yeah. I mean, the snaps are flying over it, 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 uh, it Nate Sunfeld's head. It's amazing to think a year ago we were talking about the possibility that he could be their center of the future, and now Jason Kelsey is is is, is one of the two or three. Of the he's one of the two or three best centers in the league, and Isaac Simalo. I don't know if he's a. He, he, well, no, and he's do you need a third center in the league on the team? You, know, you still have Stefan. Yeah, yeah, they have Wiz, and so you can. Who else? What other po- Eagles podcasts? Talks about the third, the possibility of the third center of the league. Well, actually, you to know, be honest with you, there are the ones that are the ones that But but they might not be as as self aware about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, th- th- those those stories are uh, will be talked about a lot over the next few weeks, and and ho- we'll try to do three of these a week. Yeah, is the goal. Definitely. We're not doing every day like some other podcasts, but uh, we'll just listen we to the stories are right. We got yeah. last stories are right. Yeah, check all the work out on phonephilly Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Jeff McLean. That's Zach Berman, and we'll talk to you next time.